Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a coach and champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. The Mums on Cloud9 podcast aims to inspire mums to progress their career in the Salesforce sector from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide top tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face in the workplace. In this week's podcast, I'm talking about business analysis skills and why they're really important for any Salesforce professional. It's really important to understand the expectations of the stakeholders you're working with. I really see business analysis skills as one of the key softer skills to master once you've completed your Salesforce admin certification. Whether you're working as a solo Salesforce admin or you're working your way up to become a Salesforce consultant, these skills are going to have to be within your toolkit. This podcast is one of a six-part series where I'm going to be teaching you a whole range of key skills that you want to learn to progress your Salesforce career. They really are essential for anybody to master if you're going to be working on Salesforce projects. During the six weeks, we're going to be looking at how to gather requirements professionally with business analysis skills, which is what we're covering today. Then we're going to be looking at how to prioritise requirements using agile project management. We're going to look about how to increase adoption with change management skills. We're going to look at how to empower Salesforce users with coaching skills. And then we round up with how to manage Salesforce changes with DevOps. Once you've mastered all those skills, we're going to look about how you can pitch yourself as a Salesforce consultant for any job role you might be going for. So I'm really looking forward to sharing these key skills with you. And today we're going to get started with what is business analysis, why it's important, what is the value, and how do you do business analysis in four practical steps. So let's get cracking. Let's first talk about what is business analysis and what are the four principles. So whenever you start out on a Salesforce project, you don't want to go in and sell in a product as a plug and play solution. That is the wrong way. The first conversation that you want to be having is to understand what are the priorities for that business right now? What are their goals for the next three years? And what is it they want to achieve? And where are their challenges right now? People will only invest in Salesforce CRM if it's going to solve a problem for them, which could be about improving profitability, improving efficiency and reducing costs. It's about understanding what their priorities are and really drilling down on, okay, let's get really get our hands dirty with those priorities. So once you've understood the priorities, it's really about drilling down and understanding then the business processes. So once you've highlighted, okay, sales is a priority area, customer service is another, you want to be drilling down into those departments and really understanding their processes as they are now and identifying where all the gaps are or the challenges are. And that's when you can sell in Salesforce, because if you can see the gaps and the challenges, you can say, oh, okay, brilliant. We've got a solution for that. We can help make that thing better for them. And that's when you really help teams, because that's when they start to listen. If you can solve a problem, you're influencing them in the right way, because you're then, as I say, plugging the gap and solving a problem. And then they're going to be interested in you and what you can offer. So you'll be drilling down on all the business processes and gathering requirements. And that's where the fourth principle comes in. Great, you found out all this information, but how do you document it in a way that makes sense for you as a Salesforce team and them as a client? And this is where you want to understand how to document things properly from the high level to low level functional and non-functional requirements to make sure it makes sense for everybody. And everybody's clear on what you've got to do to make a successful Salesforce project happen. 
If you're proposing technology solutions, there needs to be a clear ROI about why that solution is gonna work for them because you're gonna to say to them, okay, this is gonna take me this amount of time and this amount of budget, are you okay with that? And they're only gonna nod and say absolutely if they can see that there's a real return on investment for their business and it aligns with the business priorities for them. So the whole thing is a circle where if you understand the priorities, you dig in deep, understand what they need, you can then propose a technology solution that's gonna work and solve it with a clear ROI. So that is what business analysis is about. Now let's move through to why it's important. I've seen many Salesforce projects go wrong where business analysis is not undertaken properly, I have to say. And that's because people can't be bothered to document things, they can't be bothered to ask a series of in-depth questions. It might not be bothered, it's just maybe they don't have a template or methodology, they've never done this before. And that's why it's really important to upskill yourself in business analysis properly and to understand really about how to apply it and how to document everything. If requirements are not gathered and prioritized and delivered to align to business goals, then you are going to come unstuck. If there's no consistent clear documentation, equally you're going to have a problem. If technology does not align to their business need and a Salesforce implementation has happened but it's not meeting their need, there are going to be problems. At the end, people will be unhappy and this will lead to an overspend on budget and the user adoption will be nil or low, basically. People won't engage with the system. So it's really, really important. Now, there's some interesting statistics here that really show the value of business analysis if you're one of those people that kind of needs some more credible backup, if you like. And if you check out the blog that accompanies this podcast, there's some key stats in there and a great report that I found called The Impact of Business Requirements on the Success of Technology Projects from IAG Consulting. And it was really interesting because the stats that that report produced really just show the massive increase. So some of the stats have shown that where business analysis was introduced in a consistent institutionalized way, that time overruns on projects reduced by 87%, on average, the budget performance for technology projects improved by just over 95%, like that's incredible. Um, the percentage of projects that delivered the functionality needed by the business rose by just over 75%, and so it goes on. Literally all the stats are over 75% that show the tangible improvements. And when I trained in business analysis, I did a four week course on this. So like it isn't just something that you magic out of your head and you go, oh, I know how to do this. It does you know, require that vigor in training and development. Yes, it's not super difficult. It is about asking questions, but it's about asking the right questions in the right way and documenting everything in the right way, which will then lead to this value um, of a better outcome of Salesforce projects as we've talked about. So do check out that report if you want some more stats on why it's important. So the things that I learned at a very high level when I did my four-week business analysis course, I have condensed. And at Supermums, we did deliver a business analysis course and we share all this learning in a condensed way. So we don't put people through a four-week course as such. We do have a, um, I'll talk about the courses a little bit more towards the end, but I'm really gonna condense the four-step approach that you would take to doing business analysis on your Salesforce projects. The first thing is really understanding the why. What is the strategy that's underpinning the business and the business case for the CRM implementation? That's the first thing that you want to focus on. You don't want to dive into processes. You don't want to dive into technology solutions. You really just want to stand back and go, okay, talk to me about where the business is going right now for the next three years. Talk to me about the performance indicators that you're tracking and where you want them to be and where they are now. 
Talk to me about the challenges you've got. Do that SWOT analysis with them. Once you've kind of understood where they want to go and where their key challenges are, then what you want to do is then set up a team to make that happen. And that team will consist of an exec sponsor who has very specific roles and responsibilities, a center of excellence, and you'll want some key business stakeholders that have been identified as taking part in the business analysis process. And who should be involved will depend on the culture of the organization because elicitation will happen in slightly different ways depending on the culture and how it's going to roll out. So within the strategy, you want the business case and you want a team that is going to make sure that this happens. And the reason for the the exec sponsor and their roles and responsibilities is really to make sure that everybody's on the same page, that everybody in the organization knows why this project is important and what it's going to mean for them going forward. So that's the first step. Once you've got that together, the second thing is then to conduct your elicitation strategy with the different stakeholders. And as I just mentioned, that you will choose an elicitation strategy that is very tailored to the culture of the organization and the the approach, because some organizations won't want you to do interviews with everybody or workshops with everybody. They will want to make decisions at the management level and roll it out. Whereas other types of cultural organization will want you to do workshops with the whole team, particularly those at the front line, because they're in it every day. And we cover some of these principles within the change management course, because it's really interesting that there will be these different cultures and you will adopt a different approach depending on what they need. Um, So there's a whole range of different elicitation techniques you could do from interviews, shadowing, workshops, questionnaires, meetings, focus groups, etc. And you'll really have to look at one, what is the culture? Two, what is your budget? And three, what's going to suit the type of organisation and the people that you're working with? Because different techniques are going to work, say, for different types of stakeholders. So put together an integrated strategy and then you'll start rolling that out. Now, when you're going through this process, this leads me on to number three, point three, which is about documenting these business needs in a professional way. You want to make sure you've got clear documentation that's coming together. Now, quite often I've seen this missed off because people can't be bothered, like I'm just going to build their system myself. But the value of this documentation is equally important for the client that you're working with or your your business that you're working for, um, as well as your technical team. From a business client point of view, they want to see that everything has been seen and understood during the business analysis. They want to have evidence of that, that you've actually understood what they need. Um, And then they can sign it off and that it's been prioritized and they know who's asked for what and why they've asked for that. And they know what's being done and where their time and budget has been spent. So documentation allows that to be very visible for them. On the other side of the coin, you've then got the technical team and they need to know what am I prioritizing, but what am I building? And this is again where documentation comes into its own because you can then have a clear roadmap of what they need to build. So there's a range of documentation you would put together during the strategy point where you might produce the business canvas and the business case and the CRM strategy. You know, you'd pull all that together during the first step. When you go through the elicitation process, you'd then sort of be producing process maps, you do a technical audit and you do stakeholder context diagrams. Again, I like to do some of this in situ when I'm doing business analysis because it can be really, really powerful for a client to see you building the process map in front of them because they can see where their gaps are, they can see that you've understood what they've said, um, and that you can go at a really nice slow and steady pace, which gives them time to think and you time to think. So I'm a big believer in producing some of this documentation at the same time as asking these questions, because 
you co-create it. So don't feel like this is a massive admin task that you have to do after having a great conversation. You know, do try and do this simultaneously. And it can be great to have two people in a business analysis workshop, one who's writing it up while the other person is facilitating. So really do think about how you can build out some of this documentation as you go. And that the final product of this business analysis sessions will be a requirements log. This can also be known as user stories, use cases, backlog, etc., which is where you detail all the requirements. They're prioritized. There's a clear business case. There's clarity about who asked for things. And there's also a technology solution there. And that's really your long wish list. And I have to say, on every project I've worked on, because you get people really excited about Salesforce and more informed about what it could do, there's always a massive wish list that always goes beyond the budget. You know, I've never had a, a wish list that has fallen within the budget ever. It'd be nice to have, but it's not. So you're going to have to prioritize those requirements with people and knuckle them down from the 100 things on their list to 70. And this is where the requirement log comes into play because you've got every single detailed requirement. You can say how long things are going to take. They can go through the list and then you can knock things off and you can can start with the things that are the highest priority. So it makes it really, really clear for everybody involved. And alongside that would be a technical workbook, which is where you detail all the elements that are going to be needing to be built. So that's the fields, the objects, the reports, emails, etc. Um, and so the technical team can then start working through that and have everything in mind. And again, you'd want to get that signed off with the client so you know what's coming and you'd work in an agile way. And a lot of this, as I move on to point four, is around agile project management. And the two things really go hand in hand. So you can learn more about agile project management in next week's podcast. So if we're going through to point four now, this is when you schedule when to do business analysis and you want to have an agreed project management plan in place when you do business analysis. It all needs to be mapped out. It needs to align with when build's gonna happen and when you're gonna go back and do user testing and training. So you're gonna to have to think about, well, what are the functional requirements I'm collecting? What are the non-functional requirements that I'm collecting? You know, how many different sessions am I gonna have? How am I gonna collect these requirements? You're gonna to have to map all of that out and when you're going to do it and, and roll it out. Once you've got all those requirements, you're then going to have to prioritize them. There's going to be, have to be a clear time frame for them. You're going to have to look at dependencies between requirements and what the budget is available and the resource for implementation as well. So who's available to do what when, particularly if it's more an advanced build where you might need a developer or a specialist to do some work. So within business analysis, you want to map it all out, but then either be the project manager yourself or work with a project manager to really sort of then get everything into a clear plan for delivery and execution. So they're your four practical steps that you'd want to work through when you're doing business analysis. And as I say, you might be at that point now where thinking, am I equipped and confident to do this? So some questions to ask yourself are, do you have presentation templates to facilitate business workshops and document the business case? Do you feel like you have a ready-made set of questions to ask per project and type of solution? Like that's where I got myself to because I can't rely on my head to remember all these questions I've got to ask. So I made sure that I produced a whole set of business analysis questions for different Salesforce products. So I never missed anything. And if I was then getting other consultants to work for me, that they would be consistent in what questions they were asking. 
The other thing you want to ask yourself is, do you feel confident and equipped to create diagrams and a set of templates to document everything that's been given to you? So can you document all the processes and requirements and technical solutions? Do you know how to do that effectively? So ask yourself these questions. And if you're not sure, this is where you want to be getting some additional training. Now at Supermums, we have two different courses. If you're interested in finding out more, then head over to our website at supermums.org. On both courses, what we offer is live training, a suite of templates, some recommended resources, and provide that weekly accountability training plan to make sure that you're working through all the content you need with a peer network of consultants who are on this journey with you. And alongside that, we also provide group and one-to-one mentoring to support you on your journey. So if you're working in an organization where you're like, oh gosh, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing, or this has gone wrong, or that's gone wrong, then absolutely we want to be helping you with that as well. We want to be guiding you and providing that tangible support. So our courses aren't ones where you just sit and study by yourselves. They are really holding your hand during a period of time um, where you can you know, have somebody really support you from the live instructors to the mentoring, the coaching and more to really help set you up for success. So if you're wanting that person to hold your hand, then do, as I say, head over to supermums.org where you can find out more about our Supermums Consultancy Skills course and our Business Analysis Level 4 qualification. There's two separate courses that offer similar content. Um, One is free. The Business Analysis Level 4 qualification is free, but it's funded by an employer. And the second is our Consultancy Skills course, um, which offers um, is a paid-for course and offers a three-month fast-track progression in these areas. So do reach out to us if we can help you. We'd love to help you upskill in all these areas. And I'm really looking forward to delivering part two on how to prioritize requirements using Agile Project Management in the next show. Look forward to seeing you then. If you enjoyed today's podcast show, please do rate and review us on iTunes and follow Supermums to hear more. We'd love to help you launch and progress your Salesforce career successfully. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Bye.